Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Good evening, good afternoon, or good night, however and whenever it is you may be listening, thank you for stopping into another fantabulous episode of the Take It Easy podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it is game one of the NBA Finals here today on this lovely July 6th. The Finals are here. The Milwaukee Bucks, after many, many years of coming up brutally short, of paying the unofficial official dues in the NBA, find themselves in the NBA Finals matched up in the Valley tonight against the Phoenix Suns, who, to be fair, the Phoenix Suns had a very good regular season this year, advanced with an injured Anthony Davis, an injured Jamal Murray, and an injured Kawhi Leonard, as we'll talk about very much here today with daily sports dosage, but the Phoenix Suns with Chris Paul paying dues across 16 years, Devin Booker establishing himself as one of the faces of of the new generation, and DeAndre Ayton at 22, establishing himself as one of the 50 best players in the NBA, or at least, you know, in the conversation, puts Phoenix squarely in a position to win the NBA championship for the first time in the franchise's history. What a series this is going to be, people. Even though it appears that Giannis Antetokounmpo is going to be out to begin this series. It's going to be so fascinating to watch to see which of the stars show up in which of the games. I have a feeling that we could buckle in for anything between a four and a seven game series. Now, I know that's sarcastic, but I think that this series is really unpredictable right now, and not just because of the realities with Giannis Antetokounmpo, who... As we've talked about twice now on the podcast, he hyperextended his knee in Game 4 of the Eastern Conference Finals, didn't play in Game 5, didn't play in Game 6. Giannis ends up, was in a position where Budenholzer calls it day-to-day, but ultimately I think this is a situation where they just want it to be as healthy as they can be to legally clear him, like to clear him without risk that something really bad is going to happen to his knee, and so Giannis is waiting to be cleared. At, he, at this point, he is doubtful for Game Five, or I'm sorry, for Game One. So we anticipate that Giannis uh, won't be in there tonight. But it still is going to be an intense NBA Finals first game, as we can tell by this 
magical song that we love to play every time we talk about the Milwaukee Bucks. Well, I guess that doesn't make it intense, but still, it's just an excuse to play this song to CeeLo Green's Bleep You that we made around the Milwaukee Bucks in the first round. You see, I drive in the paint with my long ass arms and I'm like, fuck you. I guess the shame from Kawhi wasn't enough. I'm like, fuck you, cause now we got Drew. Said if I was better, I'd make a three-pointer. But have you seen Chris Middleton? And although the heat gon' get swept, I wish Jimmy the best. Tell him, fuck you. Well, I'm sorry about 19 and 20, but that don't mean I can't get you there. Cause I'm 26, I got two MVPs. The way I play the game ain't fair. I pity the heat for not getting James Harden. Should've traded Tyler Hero, I got blocked by Bam out of my yo. I got some news for you. Bryn Forbes hit six threes in game two. You see, I drive in the paint with my long ass arms. I'm like, fuck you. I guess the shame from Kawhi wasn't enough. I'm like, fuck you, cause now we got Drew. Said if I was better, I'd make a three-pointer. But have you seen Chris Middleton? And although the heat gon' get swept, I wish Jimmy the best. Tell him, fuck you. So with the increased likelihood that Giannis Antetokounmpo will not be playing in Game 1 tonight, the Suns are becoming heavy favorites in this game. And it makes sense, especially given that the Suns' shooting really struggled towards the back end of the series. And the Suns can get hot at weird times and... During their, what was it, a nine, no, let's see, one, two, nine game win streak during the playoffs uh, that then got snapped by the Clippers in game three and uh, Paul George once the Suns stopped figuring out how to shoot the ball at a high level. Um, during that nine game win streak, almost every game they scored over 100 points. And the beauty of the Suns up to that point was you know, you had four players with 15, and then towards the back end when you had, you know, Chris Paul going into COVID protocol and Devin Booker fiddling with the mask and having 0 for 9 three-point, sh- whoa, three-point shooting games. Wow, that was weird. Um, when you had Devin Booker shooting 0 for 9 from the three-point range, then it became, okay, here's a Chris Paul takeover. Here's a 20-20 from DeAndre Ayton. Here's uh, 20 points from Michael Bridges. Here's a 29-point campaign game two. Here's a value buzzer beater that we'll remember for the rest of time. So that during the nine-game win streak, and I guess up until Chris Paul went into COVID protocol, it was a lot of a balanced attack for the Suns and being able to pick apart lesser defenses in the Lakers and the Denver Nuggets, especially on the perimeter because the Nuggets had uh, Austin Rivers and Facundo Campazzo trying to guard uh, Chris Paul and Devin Booker, who ended up, you know, one of those games, I think they had 72 points between the two of them. But I'm interested to see what the Bucks come out with tonight, because the Bucks play excellent defense, but they don't always play excellent defense. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks were lesser in points allowed this year than they were last year, but 
we saw against like the Atlanta Hawks, they forced a ton of turnovers against the Hawks in game five and six. Uh, Hawks missed a lot of shots in game five, which I think is part the Hawks offense, but also um, in game five, there was a lot that the Bucks were doing to contest and, uh, you know, deny Gallinari or deny uh, Lemon Pepper Lou or deny Bogdanovich to an extent. Bogdanovich kind of caught fire towards the back end of that game. But the point being, the Bucks do play like stingy defense and I'm interested to see whether Drew Holiday plays on Chris Paul or Devin Booker tonight. So to break down the rest of this series and to play a fun game that you can play along with us at home, let's welcome in our friend Daily Sports Dosage, who is available on every platform that you can find, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat. He's all over the place, one of the largest social media followings in a couple of those places. He's up to like 50K now on TikTok, which is awesome. But at the same time, he is also, along with me, the co-host of the DSD Podcast. And the DSD Podcast is a twice-weekly podcast, similar to this format, where in the fun conversations that Cam and I have, we made a podcast, and it's been rolling along for a good while now, so... I wanted to take a couple snippets from yesterday's episode that we recorded because uh, it's practical to today's NBA Finals and a fun game that you guys can play along with around Major League Baseball. It's a nice little quiz show that we have for you today. So play along, and if you want to know the, uh, if you want to comment your results, how many you got right out of seven, uh, leave a review on Apple Podcast or DM me on Instagram, uh, Comical Sports Memes or Take It Easy podcast. I love interacting with the fans of this show. So let me know how you did on the baseball quiz show as well, and enjoy our lovely conversation that we had with Daily Sports Dosage. And also make sure to check out the DSD podcast. The link to that episode is in the description to today's episode. Please follow and leave a five-star review over there, as you can do here on Take It Easy, and you guys continue to do and download a bunch of episodes, and do all that great stuff. I really appreciate it, even in a dry time in sports. So with that being said, let's talk NBA Finals with Daily Sports Dosage. What's up, y'all? It's your boy DSD, and we're here with another edition of our podcast. We got episode eight coming right up, and we got our guy Kyle here. Kyle, what's going on? What is up, Cam? I am happy to be here. It is a lovely Monday. Yes. Um, yeah, and all of that wonderful jazz. After a Fourth of July weekend, got hammered this weekend. It was just, it was great. It was great to be like a little more normal. Like the, you know, people were out celebrating. It was good, and also the weather was horrible here. I don't know about you, but it was so bad here. It was a, it was a good ninety, ninety nine yesterday. Oh, okay. I want to say so. So it, it was like, it was like seventy degrees and like raining. It was horrible. Nice. Enjoy your Fourth of July that way. I saw the East Coast got that because I was watching the the Padres and like every single game this weekend got a rain delay. I was yeah, like, yeah, okay, cool. it was just terrible. Like during the week this week or past week, it was like in the mid nineties with like humidity and people were like just like complaining about it. Then like we got the complete polar opposite. Like three days later, with like rain and like sixties. It was 
It's so New England it hurts, but whatever. Yeah, to have July and have it still be raining. To be yeah. honest, San Diego has some of that too, but I'm up here in uh, sunny Sacramento, California, where uh, it is dry, it is hot, <laughs> and the basketball team always sucks. So, <laughs> Yeah, honestly, that's, that's funny. But All right, so where do we want to start today? Because there's like not a ton to talk about, but there are some things that we can kind of hit on we talked about off air. Yeah, um, I mean, so by the time we come back on Thursday, there will be one NBA Finals game done and setting up for a second one. Um, yeah, when is that again? Is that, was it Tuesday? So the NBA Finals kicks off on Tuesday, going head-to-head yeah. with the match, Big Rip, or what is it called? Oh. Big something in the big sky. I don't know what it's called, but... Yeah, um, yeah. It's, like, it's like the Capital One match or whatever. Yeah, they had a funny name with uh, Montana. It was Big something, but anyways, um, or Big Names in the Big Sky, whatever. Uh, they're wait, going, so, so, so wait, so, so hold on, you're talking about the the, 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 the Tom Brady, like the Bryce yes. Shambaugh thing? Yeah, okay. sorry, yeah, yeah. I should have I should have mentioned that for people listening is that yes tom brady and phil mickelson versus bryson dechambeau and aaron Rodgers in golf on tnt is going head to head with game one of the nba finals um i i will be watching the nba finals disclaimer uh i'll i'll give the match about four holes and then we'll see i mean i i've I've watched all of them tvs yeah i've watched them all too but like i i'm like fascinated about the nba finals the fact that the bucks made it i'm I just feel really good about it. I, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a Giannis super fan, so I'm, I mean, I'm yes. happy for the Bucks. We are we are both in the same camp there. Where uh, you know the, this was the thing that I was interested I was interested to see, and it didn't end up happening. If people were going to be like, see, Giannis isn't the best player on the team, or like the team. Oh, I is saw better a little bit of Giannis. that. I saw a little bit of that, which is just like it's like obviously so dumb. Like well, it's I mean, like, there's there's truth to the fact it's like, yes, the Bucks were a lesser team without Giannis, even though Bobby Portis and Brooke Lopez scored 58 points in game five. Um, yeah, but like but but you think you're better with than like arguably the best player in the NBA. But I found it like funny because it's, it's just like, yes, it's like people well, I was interested to see if people were like the Bucks don't deserve to make it to the finals. I'm like, as opposed to the Hawks with Bogdanovich <laughs> as their best player yeah. right now. Like, oh, dude, they, pe- they can pe- still people win. People are just so funny about like taking things away. So like, this is what's going to happen. Whoever wins, I mean, maybe if the Suns win, they might get a little bit more like, oh, you know, they deserve it, franchise, whatever. Now, and, but if Giannis wins, it's going to be like, oh, everyone, it's an asterisk, so you got lucky or whatever. It's just always that stupid storyline. But I can tell you this. The NBA wants Giannis to win desperately. And, I, and as a fan, that's what I want. I want that. Well, this is the difficult thing right now, evaluating it on Monday morning with the first game being on Tuesday and then us coming back on Thursday is we have no idea whether Giannis is going to play or not. Now, it looks like Giannis is leaning towards not playing in game one at the time of this recording. Um, But and that's that's the reason why the Suns are slight favorites in the series right now. I think they're minus 160 at uh, FanDuel right now. So again, yeah, not trying to yeah, give I mean, free publicity. I mean, the Suns are definitely better than the Bucks without Giannis, right? Like they're like they just are. But like I don't know about like crazy better. But then if you got Giannis, like the Bucks should sweep them. Like like legit. Like I think that. Or at least Giannis is like 100% or whatever. He's not going to be at 100%. Giannis but. at 100% is better than their other team. Now, you could argue like the, the Suns have the next two best players in the series if we went down the line because, you know, Chris Paul and Devin Booker are both yeah, all stars. stars. Not superstars, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and this is the difficult part for the Bucks is 
you can, I mean, sometimes, so the Suns and Bucks are both in this same case where they don't have a player who averages 30 on their team. Now, the Bucks with Giannis would obviously have a player who averages 30 a game on their team. But the problem with that that makes this series so unpredictable, even with that, is who's going to show up in what games? Every game is like, I have no idea what's going to happen, but I know Chris Paul can go for 40 any night. But the Suns are kind of like that too, though. You know what I mean? They're, They're deep. It's funny. It's 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 a really, it's so not the the matchup that I wanted, but it, I can at least sink my teeth into it a little bit. There's like some storyline. Um, yeah, but I, I don't I think we're gonna get any like all time legendary performances, like no. you know LeBron fifty point triple double and Jr. No. Smith running out the clock or the Warriors no, no. game like that. I don't think we're gonna get legendary it might performances. Be a bit, it might be a little bit of a snooze fest, to be honest. Like, I'm gonna be honest. It could it could be tough, or it could be good. I mean, like I'm still gonna enjoy it. Like I do like the NBA Finals, and I can definitely like you know sink my teeth into it because knowing that it's July and we get basketball is really good. Uh, let's talk about that. Like we talked about this off air. Uh, what what was that take that you had about how like with the NBA and like staying? Like, oh yeah, with the yeah. Start start the NBA after Thanksgiving and, and let it run through July every year. I I like this idea more. Play the All Star game in March. Uh, just yeah. just move the NBA schedule back a year. Uh, I I enjoy that version of it. I know it's not going to happen, but I basketball starting in October is too early. Um, I would say yeah, I, I agree. Like why, why are you going to fight against like the, like bat, a football? I mean, they, they, they're still obviously superior to hockey, but like you're still fighting against all these other sports. Like, why don't you just push it out? Your ratings are going to be really good. Cause there's nothing else being played in July besides like, you know, middle of the year baseball as you know, uh, uh, the NBA starts ending baseball starts picking up a little bit more and then football, um, you know, training camp starts. So it's like, it's good for the sports fan. Like I, I want to watch sports all the time. So like, it's good for me. But normally, July is like just the worst. Like, like I don't even know what we're gonna do next July. Well, I, I notice you know I mean? it with podcast numbers where yeah, July and August are the moments where all your numbers start to tank because at the very least, people can get around basketball. But if you're a casual baseball fan, it's hard to to kind of even for myself it's like yeah the, the you recognize the games don't matter so all of a sudden now sports don't matter like the games yeah. are still going on but there's no football there's no basketball there's no hockey there's you know tennis is a niche everything else is a niche sport yeah. baseball yeah, it, the games exactly. do, the regular UFC, season doesn't matter golf you know it's uh yeah no i hear i i totally hear you dude and like and like well luckily i am a niche sports fan so I can still like do golf and yeah, everyone, do, uh, everyone picks and chooses their own sports that they really enjoy going on for sure. Yeah. But it's still only like, you know, the UFC is like, I don't know, two, three days a month. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's still like, it's still very far and few between. So it's like, it's a lot harder to sink your teeth than it's something that's like, you know, once a month, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's just, it's crazy. It's, it's, uh, it, I'm so thankful that the NBA is on right now. Cause we would be like really struggling. Yeah. Well, uh, to be honest, it's, it's always difficult either way, especially cause people get to summer and they want to, you know, do other things. It's the reason why yeah, the NBA finishes. It's, it's the actual reason why the NBA starts in October every year is cause they want to finish before summer starts. Uh, mostly yeah. because players want to finish before summer starts, but at the same time, uh, and, the NBA and the fans are out doing other things. Exactly, you ha- there are other yeah. things you can do in the summer instead of 
watch sports or listen to podcasts. Um, there's other things yeah, that yeah, you yeah. can be doing during this time. And so that's why the NBA, you know, always enjoys finishing before June. Um, I just I personally like the idea of basketball being played into July, even though like not not everyone's going to watch every game like there's very. Yeah much like that's the thing i joke about with super teams is like no you want super teams in the finals why because then you can watch seven damn games instead of pretending like you're actually watching all 40 playoff games and enjoying the parody that's going on because it's not that enjoyable um to see bobby portis cook the atlanta hawks and have it be a 15 point game in the third quarter and have to keep (laughs) watching because you're not sure if the hawks are going to come back yeah you literally text me i wasn't watching the game because i was out and you were like oh box one and i'm like oh nice and then and then like two seconds later, you're like, oh, wait, did I just jinx that? <laughs> yeah, it was like, I, it feels good to know that Giannis is going to make it to the finals. And then that 20 point lead became a six point lead. I'm like, oh, that's right. The Bucks don't have Giannis right now. And that means the <laughs> Hawks can just go on a 14-0 run. No problem. Yeah. And they have Chris Middleton, who like is either Kobe Bryant or like just some like scrub off the bench. It's, it's insane. Yeah, like, I'm, really I'm glad is, that like, you brought that up because I just I don't understand it. I don't understand how Chris Middleton just goes from like J.R. Smith to Clay Thompson quarter to quarter, just quarter yeah. to quarter. He had five points in the first half of game six for the Milwaukee Bucks. Then he had 23 points, including the first 16 points of the third quarter for the Milwaukee Bucks, hitting not just open shots, contested shots. The same thing happened yeah, in game two, but he, he just... He might be like the streakiest shooter I've ever seen, like legitimately. Like, uh, so as being a Celtics fan, we hate Chris Middleton because for whatever reason, whenever he plays the Celtics, he drops like 40 points and he's unbelievable. And it's so crazy because like, it doesn't make sense. Like he's like a good player. He is, but like sometimes he could be like great, like crazy good. So it's funny. Like I, there's so many people that are so split on Chris Middleton. Like obviously the box fans will like defend him and then other fans like don't like him or whatever. I always see it on Twitter where like he has a great game and they're, and then like, you know, like people are like, where are all the haters now? You know, they're quiet or whatever. And then he'll, go for like he'll like play 30 minutes and score like two points or whatever and like the other people are like we're all the supporters now like it's just a big you know I guess like ass grab whatever you want to call it but it's that's kind of what this like, whole series is going to be when we get to yeah. the finals that's what this whole series is going to be it's is Drew Holiday going to show up is Chris Middleton going to show up is Chris Paul going to show up is Devin Booker yeah. going to show up all of it is just like yeah they can give you 30 point games but they also give you like 13 point games where they shoot 0 for 9 from 3 point range which by the way Chris yeah. Middleton Drew Holiday and Devin Booker have all done in the postseason so far it's shoot 0 yeah. for 9 from 3 and I'm pretty sure I could be wrong. I saw this stat that I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right that Jay Crowder has the most playoff experience in our finals experience yeah. in this uh, uh, series. Which Jay is Crowder like, is the only player in this series that has ever <laughs> played a game in the NBA finals. He played six it's last so year weird. and that's it. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. It's like. Like, I mean, like, it is kind of nice to have a little bit of different parody, you know, like, whatever. But it's just like, oh, my God. There's just so many, like, the fact that Giannis is not playing just because or like the question of Giannis not playing just hurts so bad. Like, ah, I don't know. To your point on parody, I think it's not so much that this is a strange season. It's just that this is going to be a new trend. I think that this is not the first. Well, 
This is not the first time Giannis is going to make the finals, but it might not. It, yeah. it shouldn't be the first time the Bucks make the finals, given Giannis is supposed to be there for five years now, which I there's no chance he stays all five years. But this, given that the Bucks, yeah, but you also you, you also didn't think he was going to sign there. So oh yeah, I just, said there was a, I, I also said there was a zero percent chance that he would resign with the Bucks because you're it made also no just sense. on the you just want him out of there. You're a Giannis guy. You want him to go to like a better team. I hear you or a better franchise. It's not that it it's is. not that I want him to go to a better franchise. We just know that their window is closing like they're yeah they have no draft picks anymore because they traded three of them to get drew holiday and another one to get pj tucker they have no cap space because Giannis, drew holiday and chris middleton equals seven million over the cap space um just between the three of them but you're allowed to go over to re-sign your own players so they just have mid-level exemptions and no draft picks left to trade i mean but like but there there has never been a better scenario for the box to go all in like you got to go all in oh of course and they got Giannis to resign of course yeah this this was like what they had to do and I just like I mean ended up work let's put it this way yeah yeah it's just it's just a terrible it's just bad luck for the box because they should be like you know minus 500 favorites to win with Giannis is healthy the fact that he's injured is just like so brutal it sucks so bad and it's like it this is like honestly, I'm, no one's gonna ever remember this. But if the Suns win, like they literally played every single team was injured, like more so than I think I've ever seen. It, it's crazy. Literally, they had a well. I think the 2015 Warriors are the only other comp, but they yeah yeah definitely the 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 warrior or the Suns have now gone through injured Anthony Davis. I'll never forget this. We were doing a podcast with our friend who runs the House of Phoenix Suns page. Like he covers the team. He's interviewed yeah. a bunch of people. And he's like, yeah, this is this sucks, man. We're down two one. I think I think we're gone. Anthony Davis gets hurt. <laughs> win that series. Play no. Uh, what's it? Jamal Murray. Yeah, no Jamal Murray, Denver Nuggets and no Kawhi Leonard Clippers. And now potentially the no Giannis Milwaukee Bucks. in Like, the finals. like, like I'm not trying to like I really don't care. We've talked this a million times. You still win. You know, they don't take championships down. But like. This one's pretty watered down for the Suns, but a win's a win. You know what I mean? Like, it, like we talked about this a lot. Literally, all that matters is being the most healthy team. And obviously, you're going to be like, we talked about this a lot, that you're going to be like one of those teams that are, you know, in the conversation. You can't just be like some crap bag team with no injuries. But if you're like, you know, even the Suns, I guess, are. Yeah, in they that have two all stars. They had enough to yeah. be a second round exit this year. They were top eight yeah. roster. Yeah, exactly. Which would you like? I guess in a normal sense, they're not even good enough to even be in the conversation. It's usually the top four teams, but this is just a really weird year. But I do agree. You said something a couple minutes ago that I just wanted to touch on that you said parody might be more normal. I do think that that's possible that we may have more finals like this, which I don't know if it's a good or bad thing. I'm not going to lie. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Like, do you think that this is good for the league that this is happening or bad? It's good that we get to finally break free of the old generation and move to the new generation because it's going to happen yeah. at some point. Um, Definitely. Let's, let, like, let's say this finals was Nets and Lakers like everyone thought it was going to be. It's going to do a ratings monster, but it's only temporary because yeah. LeBron and Kevin Durant ain't going to be here forever. And so yeah. this is kind of this is the NBA moving forward. And the reason I said this is becoming the new norm is. Yes, this is the first finals for Giannis, Middleton, Drew Holiday, but they should probably go again after this. To be fair, their window is closing, and they're going to have a lot of second round exits, like well, the and, um, like and the, the, it, it, 
Go ahead, sorry. Oh, I was going to say like the Thunder had after they went yeah. to the finals in 2012 where their window started closing and it was a lot of second round exits after that. And to and to be fair that, you know, I the Bucks in theory should definitely come back more often for sure, but they also have they're also staring down a Nets team that is way better than them if they're healthy. So like this is really their win. Like I agree with you totally. Like this has they have to win this year because most, I think most that, NBA teams have like a four year window and they're in year three of that window right now. Yeah, yeah. In theory, in theory, they should go back like you know maybe next year or the year after. But I just have a really hard time believing anyone's going to beat a healthy Nets team. Like I still stand by that. If the Nets were healthy, they just they were they'd be like the freaking Warriors just running through teams like. Like they literally almost took down the the box like literally a foot of, like a like an inch away of going to the NBA or going to the conference finals with with you know no I mean? like, with no Kyrie Irving and James Harden being worse than if he had not played in those last few games. Yeah, yeah. So like like I'm I'm definitely right with that take. So like I, I I'm not once again it's still you know you don't take championships down, but like it's really important that the Bucks win this year for them. I mean the the Suns you know may have something to say about that, but. And what you're describing right now is literally how windows close. It's that the Bucks are going to be the exact I mean, sure, they might change some pieces around, but the core of no, the team is going to be no. exactly the yeah. same. And they're going to get a lot of like extra pieces, but it's still going to be Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, and Giannis. I mean, like and unless even Giannis Brooke Lopez takes, too. Takes, yeah, exactly. Takes a bigger leap, which is possible, but like I don't know how much better he can get outside of the fact that he gets more of a reliable jump shot or, you know, free throw, which I which I still have a really hard time believing he could do that to be honest. Yeah, and to that to what I was going to say right before that, they're, they're going to be the same team and Brooklyn gets better, Philadelphia gets better. Atlanta gets better. Hopefully, Atlanta gets another star player in there for John Collins. Um, yeah. Well, and, like, like, and Boston's still going to be there. Like, they're not going to be as good. But like, here the difference is that they every team besides like the Nets have a young stud that like could take it to the next level. Jason Tatum, uh, Trey Young. In theory, the the Sixers should be like right in there, but they're just the Sixers and they choke all the time. So like we could you could talk about that another day. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like in theory, there's a lot of teams that could are could even be just be better than the Bucks, which is crazy to even say because they're a really good team. Could have been this year. The Bucks could have been bounced in the second round this year, and that's exactly how windows close: is going from two games away from the finals, losing the conference championship to. Eliminated in the second round, eliminated so, in the second round, whatever I happens wanna, next I, year. I want to touch on this, too. We could talk about baseball in a little bit, too, but I want to touch on this. What do you think about the Atlanta Hawks? I know you're um, the mayor of Warrior self. We talked about this a lot, but like, I think that this could be their peak. I don't think they're going to get any better than where they were this year, to be honest. like, I think they could get better as a team, but I just don't see them getting like this was their opportunity to like win which is yes, unbelievable with to their say. one in 800 chance of beating the yeah. the philadelphia like, 76ers so yeah th- this was the year like i feel like they're just all they are just a middler like a i do want to i do want to clarify that part for the atlanta hawks franchise their window is just opening for this version of the team this like team this got team. as far as they can get yeah like this team yeah yeah i mean i mean you got to get like really and like this is obviously with the caveat that they get like a really good player like i don't know what that yes. you know if they go go out and get someone for like you know maybe upgrade for john collins or whatever they are just they're in the exact same place that i view the denver nuggets right now which is you need a second best player better than john collins and you need a second best player better than jamal murray that's the only way you're going to get better in in the nuggets defense though if they had jamal murray this year i know obviously a lot of teams if they were all you know they would be much better but 
in their defense, Jamal Murray is that good. Like I, I actually thought Jamal Murray was a little bit of a bust. I mean, a little bit of a um, uh, like what he did in the bubble was just like I didn't think it was real. Like I thought it was one of those things where he's like, this is not the player he is. But he showed it that he kind of still he got that much better. And even during this year, he was really good. But then he gets injured. I don't know. I do agree with what you're saying, but like. I don't know. I just feel like the Nuggets are so much better off than, than the Hawks. I don't know if you agree with that. Well, I would they, rather they be the Hawks MVP, than the Nuggets. They have an MVP no, in Nuggets, his prime right. who signed yeah, a long term extension. Yeah. And the Hawks, they're and, about to get Trey Young for the long run, but still. Yeah, and they but and they have Michael Porter Jr. who could be a stud, and then they also traded for um, Aaron Gordon who played really bad, but he still looked like a good player. Like I feel, I don't know. I just so here's the uh, you part where the, here's the part where they're a better team than the Hawks. The Hawks have one All Star caliber player, and the Nuggets have three All Star caliber players. Yeah, exactly. And Michael Porter Jr. like could be really good. Like he gives me that type of like raw talent type of guy, like stud stud. And they could get him on the cheap too, because like he's not that good yet. That's basically what they did with Jamal Murray, right? They were able to sign him to like a. I guess like more of like a at the time when they signed him, it was like, what are you paying this guy for? But they obviously knew what they had. They felt like he was really that good. And then uh, Michael Porter could be that similar level player where he's like a top twenty player. Like he gives me the kind of like a Jalen Brown vibe where he could be like top twenty five type of type of guy. And then if he keeps even getting better, he could be better. But um, yeah. yeah, the Nuggets are in a really really interesting spot. I, I think the Nuggets might be the, one of the most fascinating teams in the NBA. I, well, I could talk yeah. with them all day. And the other, well, also their window is closing too. But the other reason yeah. that they're better off also is because uh, Jokic is a little bit better than Trey Young. Like they're both awesome, but Jokic yeah. is, I mean, he won MVP. He's going to go down as one of the weaker MVPs in NBA history, yeah. but he did but win was, the MVP. It's also the, the same this year, though. Like this year was just everything's weak. Yeah, you know yes. I mean, like, like even like the NBA champion is going to be weak, like, unless you're Giannis, because it's, it's, well, Giannis would deep, save it because Giannis obviously yeah. is is well. We would argue the best player in the NBA, and yeah. if not, is obviously one of the three best players in the NBA. Okay, so here's here's my thing. I I honestly think that like I I really am having a like I keep, I always say this like Kevin Durant's the best player in the NBA. I think it's Kevin Durant and Giannis that won two. I I just have a really hard time picking who's better right now. But I would still pick Giannis over for the long haul because obviously he's way younger. But I. I do agree with that it's it's Giannis and KD and then and then kind of like a couple other players are right around there. Yeah, and it's why that that even though this finals is a little less, that second round matchup between Brooklyn and Milwaukee is going to be what we remember from this playoffs. It was it was it was amazing. That it was really basketball was. euphoria. Some, like, and there were some legendary performances, like legendary, like several games of legendary performances too, which was or, or a few games, which was really good. It yeah, was let's really put it that series. way. If if the NBA had adopted that model where they just rank everyone one to sixteen yeah, and they had exactly. met in the finals, it would have been one of the great finals of all time, one of the great series yeah. I've ever watched watched was that Bucks it- Nets series. <laughs> um, yeah, we've we've got uh, another little game here for our buddy Cam right now, which is the All Star Name Game because Major League Baseball announced their All Star rosters yesterday, and one of the fun right, so, things about baseball, yes, is that everyone, every team has an All Star, so there are some yes. weird names. Yes, and I'll tell you this: that I am a, I am a definition of a casual fan so like i'm gonna probably get these wrong for sure 
All right, all right, because I've got uh, this again. We're going to make it a little easier on Cam to not make this okay. just an absolutely impossible game. But we've got six questions here for you today on the all-star yep. name game, and we will find okay. out how many Daily Sports Dosage can get correct here on do it. the end of the show. So question number one. Which of these players is starting in the All-Star game for the last place Miami Marlins? Which of these is an All-Star with a 3 ERA this season? Which is, you know, it's above average in baseball, but not quite All-Star level. Is it Pablo Lopez or Trevor (laughs) Rogers? Uh... Uh, I'm just I'm just guessing. I, I think I've heard of Pablo Lopez before, I think, so I'm just going to say Pablo Lopez. That is incorrect. Trevor oh. Rogers <laughs> is a starter. Right. Now, both are left-handed starting pitchers for the Miami oh, okay, Marlins, okay. but... Okay, okay. So, it's, so I, I've, I've definitely heard of Pablo Lopez. I've never heard of that other guy before. Yes, Pablo Lopez has won a playoff game before, so congratulations to uh, <laughs> you for knowing Pablo Lopez. But no, yeah. tr- Trevor Rogers is the... Uh, starter in the all-star game for the terrible Miami Marlins. They're not yeah, actually I terrible. I might be in trouble. I might be in trouble. Jeez. At the very least, you can get 50% of these correct. Remember, there, there is always a 50% threshold here. So <laughs> next up on the list, which of these National League teams who are currently the two worst teams in the National League put multiple all-stars in the 2021 all-star game? Is it the Arizona Diamondbacks, or the Pittsburgh Pirates. Again, these have the two worst records in baseball right now. Yeah. Uh, I, I have no idea. Um, I'm just going to say the Diamondbacks because they're so freaking bad. Why they just lose like 24 games in a row on, on the road or something? Yes, they went over two months without winning a road game, um, which is quite unbelievable. But it is indeed the Pittsburgh Pirates. Oh, my. No, I'm, I might go. I might lose them all. Again, oh there was a 50-50 shot on that one. But, the but P- I also I also was trying to go so outlandish there because I know the Diamondbacks are so freaking bad. That just made sense just to like, I don't know. Just I was just guessing that way. So wow, zero for two. That's pretty good. Yes, the the Pittsburgh Pirates put Adam Frazier as well as Brian Reynolds in the All Star game, which is very confusing. But they've got two All Stars for for some strange reason. Um, That's pretty good for them. Yes. Next up on the list, which of these playoff teams? presently only has one all-star in the all-star game now this can obviously change because people get added later on but this playoff team presently only has one all-star in this year's all-star game is it the tampa bay rays or the san francisco giants dude i'm this is so bad all right uh Giants. That is incorrect. The Tampa Bay wow. Rays, despite being the second or the first wild card team in the American League, only have one All Star in the All Star game this year, and that is Mike Zanino. Yikes! So we are zero for three right now here on I think the I'm gonna get him. I think I'm gonna get him All Star name game. 
uh, I don't want to spoil it, but I think you're going to get one correct. I do think okay, you're going to get one of these correct. So this actually makes me feel pretty good that I am just a true casual fan. Yes. I just am. So like, so whatever. I, I I actually, in my defense, I do not watch baseball until like t- in literally until this year. Like legit, I just literally just know the Red Sox players. Yeah, and and that is understandable. That is <laughs> that is fair that you would be in that position, but. uh the next one that would have been the 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 answer that would have been even interesting. They're imagine, obviously imagine being daily sports though, since not knowing this. This is so bad. I'm basically the new Charles Barkley. I can just say whatever I want. Hopefully, no one makes fun of me. Yeah, pretty much. That's kind of where you're at right now. Is you can say whatever you want. We get to <laughs> laugh at you because uh, if I hoped you would get fifty percent, you are currently you have to get all of these right just to get fifty. Well, I'll tell you this. Maybe maybe we should do something for where where I, I put you up against like UFC things. So you just have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, so you can, can do this. You can do it to be in. <laughs> Hockey, you can you can do that to okay, me fine. all the time. All right, so maybe maybe I'll start making you look bad soon. But go you can, ahead, also, you can also do it to me with movies. I think if you try and do movies, I will sound quite like an idiot. Um, okay, I'm a I'm a big movie guy. We should also start doing that more on the podcast. Maybe maybe if the fan people can let us know, like the listeners, they be interested in like like doing more like sports, including other stuff. But we we did that to, to yeah, we did some of that today. We talked about sports programming today and, and chemistries true. within duos. And obviously you're a business guy too. Like we've done entire yeah. podcasts on business on uh, Take yep. It Easy. So. All right, so let's do it. What's the next one? Next question here. Can you name all of the Boston Red Sox All-Stars this year? There is a total so, of five. Five. There are five All-Stars. <laughs> Um, so I, 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 I think I can hold on. Let me just think here. Okay. So Nathan Avaldi. That is correct. Um, That's one. Matt, ba- Matt Barnes. Yes. Two. Um, JD Martinez. Three. Uh, okay. I, I think, oh, Devers, Devers, Devers got selected. I, Oh my god! I, I want to say Bogarts, but I'm not sure. Are you Are you going to say Bogarts? Yeah, I'm going to say it. Screw you it, right? got all right. five. That is correct. Wow! Let's go. You got I'm all like, five of the Red Sox players in the All Star game. The most of any team in Major League Baseball. Which is crazy for Which is crazy to believe, to be honest. But that's fine. Yes, and uh, also the. Okay, I feel good about that. Let's go. Yes, congratulations to you, right there, my man. So. Okay. Next up on the list. Big baseball fan. Big baseball fan here. <laughs> yes. He knows Boston Red Sox. So maybe I should have made it. Maybe I should have picked a harder question on that. No, one. no, you, you you had to you had to give me something. You had to give me something. <laughs> I had to give you just one, just one Boston Red Sox one so that you could get that you could get one correct just by knowing the okay. Boston Red Sox. All right, what do we got? What do we got? All right. Next question here. As I mentioned a little bit earlier, maybe it was off the air. I think it was off the air, but uh, the Detroit Tigers have been absolutely putrid for years and years. The Detroit (laughs) Tigers have had the last five seasons. They have never finished better than fourth in their division, only because one year the Kansas City Royals were just garbage. They've had multiple seasons where they've lost over 100 games. And had there been a full season last year, they would have lost 98 so almost 300 lost seasons in five years, and they just somehow still have no talent. The Detroit Tigers are still just garbage five years after starting a rebuild. So with that being said, which of these players is the all-star for the Detroit Tigers? Is it okay. Joe Jimenez? 
Jose Ureña or Gregory Soto? Um. All right. So I, I think I actually know all those names. Are those? Okay, okay, just quick question: Are those all MLB players or no? Those are all MLB players, and they okay. all have at some point been on the Detroit Tigers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, I definitely know all those names. I want to say Soto for some reason. I think that he's a currently the only one on the team. You're saying Soto is your guess? Yes, that yes. is correct. Whoa, Gregory Soto right. is the All Star. Okay, yeah, that one was an educated guess. That I actually was able to draw. I didn't just completely just guess that one. I, th- I think I knew that. So Jose Ureña is indeed a Detroit Tiger still, unless oh, he's not okay. anymore, and I just got that wrong. But he was a no, he was a Miami fine. Marlin for a while. But okay. he was a Tiger at the start of the season, and Joe Jimenez was another middle reliever who was the Tigers All Star two years ago before the pandemic in 2019. Uh, okay, I, so so I that educated guess wasn't as educated as I thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> That they have, I mean, Joe. I don't know where Joe. Let's figure out where Joe Jimenez is now. I wonder if he's still yeah, on the Tigers. A, hold, hold on, I got my I got my computer right over here. I just I'm gonna go one second. I'm gonna look it up. Looks like he's still on the Tigers. I think he's still on the Tigers. Let's see. Yes, he has a six ERA this year. <laughs> Sick. Yeah. So he has played in 19 innings and has allowed. What is this? 14 runs, 15 runs in 19 innings this year. So, uh, yeah, no, Joe, Joe Jimenez, not great, but made the all-star game a couple years ago. So, uh, yeah, congratulations to Joe Jimenez and uh, whatever your major league career ends up being. God, he got to the Tigers in 2017, right when they started sucking. So it's just been all bad for him. <laughs> Spent yeah. five years on the Tigers. It's just all been bad. Uh, all right. Cam is two for five. So we've got one question left here. I want to get 50% on so bad. The show. There's technically another question that maybe I'll throw out after, but All right. the Texas Rangers presently have the worst record in the American League East or American League West, only ahead of, or I'm sorry, only behind the Anaheim Angels, who somehow have two of the best players in baseball, but also. Yeah, which doesn't make any sense to me, by the way. Yeah, I, I don't no. get that. How can you be that bad and still have like not only the two of the best players, like arguably like generational talents? Like, how does that even happen? Not only that, they also have like Justin Upton and Anthony Rendon and Jared Walsh made the All Star game this year for the Do Angels. Do you have any insight on that? Do you have any insight? Like, why? So well, I how can. Is that possible? So I've talked about before with the Angels. I one baseball has one player doesn't matter as much, but at the same time. Yeah. I've always said I can explain why it is, but I don't understand why those things are true. The reason why is that the Angels have never had a top 15 pitching staff in baseball across the last six years of Mike Trout. They've never produced a top prospect out of their farm system until Jared Walsh, who's now an all-star for them this year. Um, they've all consistently been bottom 10 in farm system. They've never had good pitching. Uh, they've never had a good bullpen and injuries usually catch up to them. And what's at some Otani? Point. They just signed him, right? They Otani was a like... free eight was the biggest free agent, not just because of how great he is, but because you didn't have to pay him. He was coming over under 25. So he's only making rookie wage in baseball this year. I think he's only making like $900,000 this year. Oh, so he's going to, he's about to make a so much money in about two or three years i think he hits free agency but baseball's weird because he could have waited two years in japan and then come over and gotten a full yeah. like 
$200 million contract, but he wanted to come play in the majors. Obviously, he's amazing and going to win MVP, but he wanted he's to come over before. Ridiculous. That, that is actually ridiculous. I, I, that's super interesting. So, yeah, he's not even a big money free agent. Like Anthony Rendon, he's making like $200 million, and Trout's making $400 million, and yeah. Upton's a big contract. But, yeah, it's strange that they suck, but they also have the same record as the Yankees, who also suck this year, which is really strange. But yeah, to yeah, the yeah. point on the Texas Rangers, who have the worst record presently in in the American League West, only worse, the only team worse than them is the Baltimore Orioles in the American League. How many All-Stars did the Texas Rangers have this year? Or, I'm sorry, which of these players is an All-Star for the Texas Rangers? Is it A, Joey Gallo, B, Kyle Gibson, C, Adolis Garcia, or D, all of the above because for some dumbass reason, Major League Baseball put three Texas Rangers in the All-Star game despite the fact that the Tampa Bay Rays only have one All-Star this year and it just doesn't make any sense. So I have no idea. Just the way that you just did, the way you just described that means that they all all of them got in. <laughs> yes, and that was the joke I was going for at the end, which is just why the bleep did you put three Texas Rangers in the All Star game when they are absolutely terrible this year? So I legitimately had no idea, but just you just gave a dead giveaway for how passionate you got about that. Yes, no, I just wanted to rant about that. That wasn't even a question. That wasn't about you. That was just me ranting about baseball putting three Texas Rangers in the all-star game that's funny that's, that's so that's so good uh, yes if you want one more question can you name yeah. a single colorado rocky can you name a single colorado rocky it doesn't have to be their all-star can you name a colorado rocky uh <laughs> i i don't know dude Fuck. i think that wait isn't it there, there's this uh oh what's his name hold on no no, no i do know i do hold on hold on hold on give me just give me one second i, I really think it, it's uh Oh man, it's um, he's got a beard. I I know I like, I know him. I, I actually no, I know two guys. It, I, is Trevor Story still there? Trevor Story is technically still there, although he won't be there in a month. By July thirty first, okay, he won't be there. Oh 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 um Blackman Blackman Charlie, Charlie Blackman? Blackman that is correct. Oh, okay. If you oh, if you okay. had said Story, I would have given you a half point because technically he's still there, but he could be traded any point from now until. July 31st. Trevor Story is a good player, though, isn't he? No, he's a good player, but he's a free agent at the end of the year, and the Rockies are 20 games below 500. He's a rental. He'd be a a perfect rental. But I remember remember Charlie Blackman there. The reason why I I don't even know anything about him, the only only reason why I know him is because he, during the COVID thing, right before he's like, he like spits or something before his like, his at bat or something. And he's like, like basically, the MLB's like you know put out a law or a new um, rule that you can't spit, and he's like, "Are you really gonna tell me not to spit? I can't not spit before." And I'm like, "This is so baseball; it's not even funny." He's like is. crying about it. Yeah, no, it is. It it is Charlie Blackman being Charlie Blackman, which is funny also because for like three weeks he was hitting 400, and they were like, "Oh my gosh, a player might hit 400," and then he regressed to the mean and hit like 190 the rest of the year. <laughs> it was like, well, it was fun but while it lasted. It, it, is is he a really good? Is he a pretty good player or what? Like, so what, he what are your thoughts on so him? the Rockies used to be really good, and he yeah, he, he made the All Star game every year, and they made like two playoff appearances. They lost in the wild card game, and then they won a wild card game and lost to the yeah. Brewers in 2018. Yeah. So the Rockies were really good with like Arenado and Story and him and oh, yeah, Desmond, yeah. but. 
yeah, now the team stinks. And part of that is Charlie Blackman is no longer an all star, but he's like their big money player that's going to play on a crappy team for the next six years while the Rockies try and rebuild. Yeah, yeah. Um, Did they get a good return for Aaron (sighs) Aro? They got a good return only in the fact that they did. They got to save like one hundred and sixty million dollars. They got mid-level prospects for him. So so it doesn't sound like they got that good of a return. It's it was as bad as the Mookie Betts trade, except they didn't get Alex Verdugo. They got some players that might be good down the road, but they didn't get anything right away. The the Mookie Betts trade was terrible, but Verdugo is is pretty good. Once again, I'm a Red Sox guy, so I don't really know. He seems like he's pretty good. Like, what are your thoughts on him? On Verdugo? Uh, yeah. It, well, so he was always a top prospect and, and the Dodgers, one of the things they've been smart about for years is that they had untouchable prospects. They invested a lot in their farm system and said, we will not trade Cody Bellinger. We will not trade Walker Bueller. We will not trade Gavin Lux. We will not trade uh, Dustin May for under any circumstances. And the only two times they broke that rule was you Darvish when they traded Willie Calhoun to the Rangers and Willie Calhoun's like their two hitter now on a crappy team. So he, you know, he turned out okay. He's a major leaguer. Um, and Mookie Betts, they gave up Alex Verdujo because Verdujo at one point was like the number seven prospect in all of baseball. Like he was, he was amazing and he could just never get into camp because the Dodgers had so many good players. Yeah. And so wagon. So he was probably pretty pumped to be part of that trade. Actually, it's 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 probably pretty tough being a being in a really good prospect on a really good team because baseball is like one of those sports, too, where like it's hard to break. It's hard to break in. And I'm sure like being really good on a really good team is tough because they have limited spots there. But the problem that everyone had with it for last year, especially when the Red Sox stunk, is now Alex Verdujo has unfortunately, unless he like becomes a like a, a mega star, like the rest of his career, he's just going to be the guy who was traded for Mookie Betts. That's just going to be his label for the rest of his career. It's just yeah, the guy traded for Mookie tough. Betts. But but I also think that like at least right, I mean locally people like don't. It's it's not fair. They all know that because it's like Mookie Betts is literally like you know. Like the, like the best player, or at least like top three best players in baseball. You know, like I remember one time when they were gonna trade him for like. I actually think it was uh, I think it was who was that pitcher you just said that um, went to the Dodgers? Uh, Dustin May, a uh, Walker Bueller, one of the two. No, 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 no. The guy, the guy who got traded oh, to the Dodgers uh, from from the Texans. Uh, you Darvish. Oh, are, are the the Ra- the Rangers rather? Yeah, you Darvish. I think they were. I think they were trying to trade for him. I can't remember who it was. Whatever. They tried to trade I mean, for some. Was, it was 20, 2017 was when Darvish was going to get traded, but it was before that. It was before when um it was before when like Mookie Betts was like good. He was like just like a prospect at that time or he was okay and the Red Sox just won like just won the World Series or something. I can't really remember. Oh, yeah, that's like 20, 2014. Because I remember Mookie yeah. made his debut in twenty thirteen, but I don't think he was on the World Series team. Like, yeah, he had, like, yeah. I remember like uh, like like his, Shane Victorino was wanted to trade him for some pitcher because they were like, oh, you know, we have, we don't have much of a window, but like, they, good thing they didn't trade him for this. It was some pitcher that wasn't. It was like good, not great. Yeah, I, I can't remember his name. Doesn't matter, doesn't really matter. But it was just funny how like how like how things work out. Well, yeah, because sometimes there are untouchable prospects that 
teams if you're smart enough to keep them then all of a sudden you have this like super system that can keep replenishing talent like the Dodgers have now where the Dodgers kept the untouchable prospects because they refused it was fascinating for years it's like every year it's like they won't trade Cody Bellinger they won't trade Cody Bellinger they won't trade him for any any player their windows open right now but they won't trade him and then you know Bellinger wins MVP in 2019 and it's like oh yeah that's why you hang on to untouchable prospects Unless you're literally getting like Mike Trout in return, right? Yeah, like like the Dodgers finally, the Dodgers also never spent money like crazy people. Like they always kept flexibility in their spending until Mookie Betts was available. Once they had a chance, like they they traded for Darvish, but they let him walk at the end of the year. They traded for Manny Machado and they let him walk at the end of the year. Like Manny Machado is like a top 20 player in baseball. They just, they let him walk because they're like... Yeah, we got it. We got to stay flexible. It was only when it was generational like talent, Mookie Betts. Yeah, literally like a top three players available. Like I'm, I, I feel like that. That's like it's it's about being flexible and then having the opportunity to sign those players is really key. But and even then, wow, just, even then, we, everyone we went would, really off. We went really off tangent here. That was my fault. My bad. No, that's all good. I don't know how much this will include, but all of it is an excellent, excellent podcast with two hours of just just that was that was great that was fun yeah <laughs> yeah I, I enjoyed it i enjoyed it sorry so what were you just saying what were you just well i mean i was just gonna say like even when mookie Betts got traded they weren't certain he was gonna sign an extension they're like i don't know the dodgers don't sign anyone maybe maybe mookie will just be a one-year rental that never plays because covid's gonna cancel the season and all that stuff like yeah well, well that changed quickly yeah, no, especially when they uh, when they offered three hundred and fifty million dollars on thirteen years. Yeah, he said, "All right, uh, I th- I think we can do this." Yeah, but then you can always like, you know, uh, well, this is, could be a whole nother podcast, but you know how baseball players, um, or I'm sorry, you know how NBA players can like sign the contracts and then negotiate the trades. Like baseball players were doing that before, like James Harden and Chris Paul, yeah. like. Giancarlo Stanton signed a $333 million contract and then forced vetoed two trades, vetoed a trade to the Cardinals and vetoed a trade to the Giants before going to the Yankees. And um, I forgot, uh, Goldschmidt did the same thing for the Diamondbacks when he went to the Cardinals and then Arenado. Arenado got a nine-year extension for, for the most money per year of any player in the history of baseball at the time. And a year later, got a trade to the Cardinals, all of the money guaranteed, and he got a one-year extension just by having that no-trade clause. Like, it was a bad-assery move that Nolan Arenado yeah. made on the, the Colorado Rockies. Yeah, so baseball yeah. players have been doing that before everyone else. They've got so much leverage with that no-trade clause. For sure, yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah, all right, so... Uh, For our buddy Cam, check out Daily Sports Dosage. All of the links to that are in the bio. Check out his social media channels uh, with the link in his Instagram as well, which you can find, obviously, uh, in the the description of today's episode. And check out Take It Easy, Kyle's work over there with the YouTube and all that stuff. And follow our Instagram over at the DSD Podcast if you want just latest updates on the show and, and new episodes and things like that. Turn on notifications, follow Apple, Spotify, wherever it is that you get podcasts as well. And we will be back at it on Thursday. So, Cam, thanks again. This is a this is a fun ass podcast. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.